All right, hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Business Motivation Podcast. This is episode number 17 and with us we have a special guest. His name is Romain Rowe. I hope I got the pronunciation the first name. <laughs> and he is the founder of Rose Plan and Concept. So I got the name right. All right, that's good. All right, so Mr. Rowe, just for a further bit of um, introduction, you can, you know, add a few things to what I just said in introducing yourself a little further. All right, no problem. All right, so I am from the parish of Manchester, you know. I'm currently living in Clarendon. I am married. I'm August the 2nd, would have made two years. Right. Um, I'm a man of, of different or multiple passions. I mean, one of my passions is actually teaching, right? Um, and also architecture. You know, I like the design. I like to see beautiful things being designed. You know, if you will. Um, I also love math as well. You know, I studied engineering at UTEC, so. Yeah, I'm more of a a thinker. Anything that has to do with, you know, stretching a brain, you know, design, architecture, engineering, math, that kind of stuff. I just really like learning and I really like imparting knowledge. All right. That, that's that's a lot there in that introduction. I hope you guys were listening because he made a couple of, um, you know, key mentions there. And one of the things I that stood out to me was that he said he's a man of multiple passions. Now, a lot of people in life struggle to find one passion, and this this, this young man has multiple. So that's very commendable, sir. Um, and congrats on being married, you know. We do support that here on the Business Motivation Podcast. So you said you studied engineering at the University of Technology. And I assume um, that has something to do with your current business, correct? Uh, in, in a sense, uh, my current business is actually in the area of architecture. Yeah, so I draw and design buildings, you know, for clients. Um, what I didn't mention is that I did an associate, associate in architecture and construction technology at Knox Community College, right? Um, so the, the, the engineering knowledge kind of helps to buttress that, but the bulk of the, the knowledge that I would have to call upon in terms of operating my personal business would be the architecture. All right. Um, that's very interesting. I, I, I didn't know that. And I mean, that's good when you have skills that complement other skills and then that allows you to, you know, create it into something and we'll get into more um, detail in terms of that but um people might be asking okay you studied engineering and architecture i mean you can get very good paying jobs with those um kind of skills so why do you need to start a business i mean i mean for those people who might be asking i mean what really inspired you to start a business why who do you come for this idea? Well, 
Um, that's interesting you ask. I was actually all right. Let me let me start from here. The working world is very competitive, right? And sometimes even even as an engineer, sometimes it's not easiest to find a job that's gonna really pay you what you're worth, right? Because the first the first job that I worked at, you know, will I mention the name? Uh, I was doing internship there, and when I spoke to some of the engineers that were there and asked them, you know, you know how much pay are you guys getting? Mm -hmm. And when they gave the response, I was like, what? Just that? And they're like, yeah, just that. I'm like, well, you know. So anyway, um, when the boss asked, you know, if I wanted to stay after the inter internship was finished, I told him no. And you know, he was upset, but um, part of life, part of life. And the second job that I worked at now, it was, I did, what do you call it now? I did material estimation. There is a special software that we use to basically quantify the amount of material that will be needed for each project. And then they make a bill of quantities, you know, outlining the different costs for the different areas of the project, and they would bid for that project, right? It was a fun job, I must say, right? But again, the pay wasn't, you know, the best. So um, I knew I know there are companies out here in, in the area of engineering that you can go and you can not only have a good experience, you know, using the knowledge that you'd have garnered through university and making a difference. Um, stretching your imagination and using your ingenuity to actually make or attempt to make your country a better place right but um as i said it's not the easiest thing to get into so i eventually decided that i was just gonna start my own business drawing you know plans for, for persons um i, I I want to say I kind of I kind of made a slight miscalculation with that in the sense that usually what people do is that they have a nine to five, they use that nine to five to fund their small business, mm -hmm. and if business gets off the ground, then you forsake the nine to five if you should choose, right? I kind of did it the other way around, right? I started off um, the business, you know. Didn't have any capital really, anything, just started it off. And it was going good for a while, surprisingly. But then after a while, you know, the clientele started to go mm -hmm. down. And then I, I started realizing that, well, um, you know, this was probably the, the best approach. So, and I, I remember I was, hopefully I'm not going ahead of, your, your question still but no man no man go ahead man go ahead um i mean slightly ahead of it but it's fine i i, I am learning a lot as you speak so you know i i welcome you just letting it out ah uh, okay all right um so i remember i was in the living room one day and i just thought to myself you know what is your passion though like other than architecture what do, what do you see yourself doing? Like, if nobody, if, if you weren't gonna get paid. You know, I thought about it and I said, you know, I always 
since since being in university and just observing the lecturers, I always told myself that I want, I want, I would want to become a lecturer someday. Probably not, you know, right away because you know you have to have certain qualifications, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I would just think that you know I, I would like to teach. I like to impart knowledge, you know, and I just went to Glena, saw some ads, applied for a few um, high schools, and lo and behold, you know, I got a call, gave me for an interview. It was an open post, and I got the job. Right, so and. You know, some persons might, I, I remember, I remember one of my old housemates, he, he and I went to UTEC together, but he graduated before me. When he found out that I was teaching, you know, he was saying, teaching, Virgin, you know, see how we a degree. And I was like, no, because on this side, I do so much more, right? So not only do I have my small business on the side, I actually for myself um, tutoring as well. So there is even a scripture, there's even a scripture that Solomon says that, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember it so well. He says that you should, I think he said you should dip your fingers into many waters because you do not know what trouble will come upon the earth. Yes. Meaning... Yeah, it's wise to have different streams of income just in case something happens. Yeah, right? to interject a little bit, um, I, I think I know the text that you're referring to. I, I guess I would have to paraphrase as well. But yes, I know which one um, you're referring to. It was um, a friend of mine. He's a, he actually came episode 12 of this podcast, so Wazari Johnson. He also, he's, he's a good preacher as well. Don't know if you know him, but he was the one who really yeah, introduced that text to me. And I, I really thought about it and said, you know what? You know, this kind of concept is even in the Bible. There's not only, you know, out there in the world teaching. It has been in the Bible for years and we're not realizing it until yeah, yeah. And that, that's the crazy thing about it. But, um... Just to backtrack a little bit about um, you asking yourself, what would you do without being paid? Um, that's a very good, that's a very good question, and you found that to be imparting knowledge and teaching. And I mean, that would boost the fulfillment aspect of what you're doing because it, it's not gonna really feel like a job, right? You know, because it's something that you like to do. But um, there's a question though. Um, do you also, ah, what can I phrase this? Um, do you also teach people how to do architectural drawings or that's just a completely separate thing from the teaching? Well, actually, I teach, that's a good question. Actually, I teach technical drawing at the high school that I'm at. So, yeah, the very things that I would do in my business, I teach them that at the school. I teach them how to use the software, you know, the different billing codes, um, how to, the general guidelines of how to draw a residential building. So, yes, the thing that I do in my um, business, I actually teach that to students. All right. Um, so, 
kind of a bit of a merging of the two passions, I see. And I think yeah. that's a really, a really smart move. And it really helps to make you more sharp in terms of, you know, you know, making your skill even better. Um, another thing I noticed in what you were saying is that, you know, you admit that you made a mistake. Now, a lot of people don't want to admit when they make mistakes. And it just comes to show that even people who have started businesses doesn't mean that they know everything. So this podcast is not people who, you know, are perfect and reach, as you like to say in Japan, right? Now, this is to show the journey of what people go through because a lot of people who reach somewhere they started like this making mistakes you know some some have made even more foolish mistakes i think it was um one example the person who invented hershey's chocolate i think he went bankrupt like six times before his breakthrough right so you can never tell what the story is and of course this podcast is about really some of that story so for those who have been watching, remember to like and subscribe and share the video and leave a comment. All right. So, Mr. Rowe, do have another question. Um, I know that you're married and, and stuff like that. Um, when you decided to start your business without having um, a 9 to 5 to supplement it, I mean, what did your wife say about it? I don't know if I'm getting too first now, but you know, I, I, it would be really interesting to find out. Well, I, my wife is one of those persons who is very, very supportive, right? Um, she, she has, I would say, a similar mindset to my own in that life is not all about just making money right that's a part because you know chasing a dream and having love in a relationship or in a family will not pay the bills right but what we find is that life is about a balance it's like, an, it's like a balancing act you can't have a whole lot of money and a little bit of fulfillment and happiness or you can't have a whole lot of fulfillment and happiness and no money Right? So you have to try to balance that. So my wife, you know, having that philosophy, recognizing that I was trying to build a legacy for myself, trying to be independent in a sense, because even we're, we're technically exiting the COVID era, right? And we, we've seen how many persons lost jobs, um, persons went bankrupt, per- like it was just a financial it was chaos out there financially speaking for a lot of folks right so just having something that you know nobody can fire you but you is something that's really good to have so my wife you know seeing the wisdom in that was there to support me and say okay um i try to help you however i can you know um help you to promote your business and etc etc so she wasn't she wasn't one of those persons that was like scared and coming with a lot of what if what if it doesn't work what if this happened what if you know she she wasn't like that she was supportive and she was just with me for the entire in fact if it wasn't for her i don't think i'd have made it this far to be honest 
Wow. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Um, that is why young men they need to marry the right woman. All right. <laughs> Shout out Romain Virgo. All right. So he he found a good woman. All right. That that's very good to hear because you know, trust me, it could have gone south. Who knows? Um. Yeah. Unfortunately, one of the biggest reasons for divorce in this day and age is, is, is the money problem, right? So anything can happen, but you know, it's a good thing that you, by the grace of God, made a good choice in your partner and, you know, that has allowed you to, you know, develop yourself. Well, speaking of self-development, I'm going to go back to the classroom. You said you're teaching now, and uh, I just want to know, what is it really like, you know, being somebody that people like students look up to what's it like being in that classroom and teaching students well to be honest that is probably the most fulfilling part of being in the classroom in the first place just impacting students and you know watching students reach their fullest potential i remember there was one class i was teaching technical join and you know, they came into the lab, and I was teaching them how to use the software, and they were learning how to actually draw a building, right? And I remember there was this one specific student, and he was, he, he said, paraphrasing, he said that if I, like he said, if I don't get an A in any subject, I have to get an A in this subject. And he's like, in his mind, I, I wasn't learning anything that was worthwhile to me up until now. So it's like he found his passion in that class. So whereas he probably would not put out so much effort in other class and math is Spanish. When he came to that class, when he comes to my class, he's ready. He's going. He's always trying to, you know, be better. Always trying to learn. Always trying to. And when he can help other students, he helps other students, right? And that gives you so much joy. Because you have some people, some students that come to school and they just come to school to basically show off their shoes, you know, the tight pants, whatever, talk to, you know, the girls. And it's not even, it's not really here nor dear to them if they really learn something or, you know, find out what their purpose is in life. So to, so to see somebody come into the class and, and have that reaction. You know, and this would this would happen in multiple different ways and with different students. That's something that no one can pay you for. The Ministry of Education can't pay you for that, right? So it's technically like that. Um, the students at my school are mostly well behaved. I must I must um, give God thanks for that because when there's a lot of you know misbehavior, fighting and stuff, it makes it really hard to deliver, you know, your blessing. So yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. It's going good so far. All right. Um very good to hear that. And um yeah. When you follow your passion and you see the fruits of your labor, it, it's it's indeed worth more than money. But back to the business now. Um rules, plan and concepts. I think I got it right. Yes. Growth plan concepts. Um, how's it going so far? I know that it's at the moment. Um, is it that it's not the main thing right now, or well, I'm sure at some point you you plan for it to be, you know, 
the your main thing. But what I'm asking is, how do you plan to, you know, push this further, um, expand the business? Like, well, what means are you thinking of in order to make this grow? Because I'm, it is one of your passions after all. And, you know, in order for businesses to bring in more revenue, it has to grow. So, are there any plans you have in mind? If you don't want to reveal all your secrets, it's fine. But, you know, maybe one or two things you probably have in mind, you know. But people can you know, expect from you in the near future. Well, um, that's a good question. Um, the first part of the question was, how is the business going now? Well, currently the business is actually going very well now. Thanks be to God. Um, there are clients that I have to be putting off until, you know, a later time because I have so much work on my plate currently, right? And when it comes down to drawing, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of details, a lot of details. I have to sit on the computer for hours upon hours, right? Um, sometimes, you know, <laughs> you know, I just thought to myself that, Hey, where were all these clients when I just started the business, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but anyway, you know, um, all things work together for the good of those, you know? Um, so yeah, things are going very well at the moment. Um, somebody had suggested it to me still. I hadn't really sit, sat down and thought about it, but thinking about probably getting a few more folks on board to, you know, try to, you know, share the load and stuff so we can take on a, a steady income of of clients. Um I you know I think this I think this I think even being on this podcast is a really it came at the right time because probably now is the time for me to really be thinking about you know solid steps to what my next move is gonna be. Because to be honest with you, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know it was gonna you know, reach to this level so quickly. After coming out of this kind of a drought, like, you know, not so many clients, things not really going on, you know, getting a job, and all of a sudden, boom, like person just coming, calling, calling, calling. So it's like, I I know I'm at a point where I probably need to sit down and reassess, okay, where am I going with this? What next? Am I going to get some staff on board? You know, um, am I going to just try to keep it at a minimum so i can focus on all the other stuff you know teaching tutoring and you know all the other stuff that i'm involved in so yeah i can't really say how it all plan or what i'm gonna do next but i do know ultimately though this this wasn't mentioned i guess anytime in in, in yeah, during the podcast but Another thing, in addition to wanting to be a lecturer, which which is still on the table, by the way, is that I want to go into real estate. Right. Okay. So either that's either that's building houses and selling them, or building houses and renting them out. Wow. Right? So, so regardless of what's gonna get me there, that's 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 the next that's the next goal, basically. Wow. That is, that is massive. Um, dream big, guys. All right. <laughs> and, you know, try to develop a plan, a strategy. A strategy is not a plan. I guess I should have a podcast. Um, 
explain the difference between those two. But um, yeah, um, maybe you should. Uh, we should speak after this, you know, because you know, I, I I might be able to give you a few pointers. Um, but yeah, um, that's very good. Um, it's it's perfectly normal not to have everything planned out. And we're all still young here, and we're still learning uh, about how to do this. But it's good to have a goal in mind, and. Well, how long, however long it takes for you to find out what it takes to reach that goal, I'm sure you will do it. Because, of course, this is not a better road. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard work. So, um, by the grace of God, I really hope you do get there. I really hope you do get there. And, um, yeah, so that your, your your wife will see the benefits of believing in you, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. So, I do have um, another question, though. So, you said you have a lot of, you have a lot of clients. So, um, do you have an experience to share about any client that has been, you know, particularly difficult in any way? Uh, yes. Um, what, what having a small business has taught me, if anything, is the power of communication and clear communication because sometimes it's easy to assume that the client knows what you've said or they have you know they understand what you're trying to communicate and just following up with the person consistently can reveal certain loopholes and certain things that were missed you know and it can really help in the long run right um yeah and customer services is very key as well you have to ensure that you keep them up to date with the progress of the project even if you know let's say you gave them a deadline but something came up and you're no longer able to meet that deadline you have to communicate that clearly and you know as far as possible give them an explanation as to why right you know speaking of if i if i've had difficult clients um i remember my first first project that i did right i first you know paid their deposit and plan was that when when i finished the joints they would pay the rest of the deposit but you know it'd be my first project not having a lot of experience i actually agreed for the person to pay it's usually supposed to be a 50 percent deposit but I allow the person to pay like a 30%, you know, because they were probably saying, you know, we don't have all the money, time, and we're And it so happens that when the project was finished, when I finished the project and I, you know, sent them the soft copy, and they're supposed to get some documents submitted to the parish council, and it's like those documents are nowhere to be found. So, <laughs> you know, trying to dialogue with the man, trying to follow up with the person, and it, it technically didn't reach anywhere. So, I technically did the project for 30% of original costs. So that was a last year, right? Wow. You know, and yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just one of those things. But like another, another challenge that we have sometimes is that sometimes person don't, persons don't really, they don't really trust their expertise, right? So for example, if they have an idea in their head and they say, okay, this is what I want. But when you 
call the parish council, you check out the um different requirements and you're saying, okay, the building has to be X amount of distance from the front boundary, X amount of distance from the sides and the back. You know, you have to have drainage system, um, sewage treatment, all of that stuff. So when the person comes with this fancy idea and say, yeah, this is what I want and bam, bam, bam. And when they finish describing what they want, it's like a spaceship, you know? <laughs> and then when you start to explain to them that, okay, I understand, but based on the stipulations and whatever, this design is not going to work. Here's another design that I would suggest, right? And, you know, I remember that one client that was like, no, no. I spoke to another architect and she said she could do it. And wait, wait, wait. So I was like, if she wants to take the risk and do it, then that's fine. That's up to her. But I have a responsibility to remain professional and just stick within the guidelines. So yeah, you have some clients who can be, as I say, self-willed, you know, put, put it that way. Right. So, um, very thorough answer to the question and you know he did mention um losing money that, that's what it's gonna take sometimes for us to learn um, you win some you lose some as you know they, they always say and the key point here is to learn from your losses and learn from your mistakes right so you don't make the same mistakes and you 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 did very well to remain professional and stay within the guidelines because a push comes to shove, you know, it might be a legal issue if you don't follow those guidelines. And yeah. Nobody wants to get sued or get in trouble with the government or anything like that, you know, especially with a, a young business, they can shut it down before it even gets off the ground properly. So um, I commend you for doing that. So, I mean, you have to protect yourself as as well as you know um dealing with others and trying to solve their problems so you have to get that balance in as well so mr Rowe, bringing this down to a close just want to end it more on a, a positive note though um do you have anything encouraging to say for a young man or a young lady who would want to enter this kind of field or for your potential clients you know more of what you have to offer them Go ahead. All right. Um, so first, with encouragement, I would say, sit down and try to figure out what your passion is. That's key. Whether you have to read a book, you have to go on Google, you have to watch YouTube videos. There's material out there. We're living in an age of technology, right? There are, there, there are career tests that you can do. Various things that can help you to figure out what am I good at? What do I like? And sometimes it's not even what you're good at, you know. Sometimes it's just what you like. And based on you doing what you like, you eventually become good at it. Right? So find out what your passion is. That's number one. And then number two, try to figure out what is the easiest, the most cost effective, and the shortest way to reach in there. You know, live in that passion. And number two, try to remain consistent, right? Try to remain consistent. Was that number two or number three? I don't remember, but the point is number three. <laughs> number two, try to remain consistent. There will be days when 
even while you're living your passion, some things may come up and make you want to rethink, right? But just try to remain consistent. Better days will come. It, it can't rain. It can't rain every day, right? So that's what I would say. Number one, figure out what your passion is. Number two, find it the, the easiest, cheapest, um, the quickest way to get in there. Because sometimes energy can be lost trying to do it the long way, right? Three, stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to it. Right? That's number three. Um, and in the end, by the grace of God, you will you will achieve what you set out to achieve um, from the get go. And from my clients, I just say, stop on by. You know, we offer good um, customer service. You know, um, my friendly person, approachable, and the costs are very, very um, reasonable. You know, we we don't try to just give a price or whatever. We try to negotiate with the clients and figure out what can they afford, you know, what compromises can be struck. So to be honest, if I was a client, I would want to work with you. You know, not bringing her anything, but that's just the kind of, you know, person I am and the kind of service I, I offer. Because I also want the client to be happy. I don't just I don't just give a service. I want people to be satisfied. Right? That 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 that's like the, the goal for my business, to make the clients satisfied, right? So yeah, All that's right. it. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Rowe. So if you want professional drawings and professional customer service, you know where to go. Of course, the links to his social media will be in the description. And of course, my links will be there as well. You know where to find me by now. This has been episode 17 of the Business Motivation Podcast. I think this was a very good conversation and, you know, look to speaking to Mr. Rowe further. Who knows, he might come back on, on the channel, who knows. Alright, so for those who have been listening, thank you very much. Remember to like, subscribe and share and leave a comment. Alright, and of course, stay tuned for the next episode. Alright. So this is goodbye from me. I'm Matthew Ferguson, the biz motivator. And over to you, Mr. Rowe. Yes, and I'm Glomin Rowe, the, um, the founder of Rose Plans and Concepts. And yeah, as he said, like, share, subscribe. I didn't really say anything, but I really proud of you know this channel that he has. And I really hope that people are motivated. Because look around us, a lot of young people are doing everything else but stuff like this, right? So yeah, like, share, sub, um, subscribe, and keep on supporting, you know, my business and his channel. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Rowe, and thank you for watching. All right, so we'll see you next time.